2: Hello. Hi, Marlon. <laughs>
1: Hi, how are you? Hey,
2: good. Thanks. How are you?
1: Good.
2: Right on. Well, thank you for taking some time here to join us in uh, Vancouver, Canada. How are you holding up with this coronavirus and the self isolation? It's scary times.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I mean, I'm more of an introvert, so being at home is not a big deal. Right. I think it's more of just the fact that like everything else is shut down. Because I like being at home. It's just like. Even if I wanted to do something, I can't, and then that's when it's weird, because I'm used to, like, having to do stuff all the time, and Mm. now I just have to remind myself that there's literally nothing I can do.
2: Totally, right? Like, even if it was just to go to the gym, or, like, go for a swim, or anything.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing, I'm so used to, I'm used to always having to do stuff, or, you know, the gym doesn't really stop me, because. Boxing year round, so Mm -hmm. it's always a lot harder on that end because I'm like, man, I need to work out, I need to do something, and I can't really do too much. Mm -hmm. So it gets frustrating, and I have a lot of energy, like a lot of useless energy (laughs) that I don't know what to do with. (laughs) Yeah, no. no. Yeah, uh, get like
1: scary.
2: Of course, the 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 virus directly affected uh, your life. Your latest fight was. Well, it was supposed to be a couple of weeks back now. How frustrating is that? And what happened to that fight?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it just got postponed. So it's up to my promoter mm. to let me know exactly when they're going to reschedule everyone's fight because my show and wasn't the only show canceled. So obviously, they're going to have to put people in line and kind of prioritize about who's fighting when because they have a lot of fights to make up for. But it was really frustrating. I was really frustrated because I was only seven days away from my fight. Right. So, and I seven days is like nothing for fight time. So, I was like, man, I wish it could just happen like the day after I fought. You know, like I can, I can be okay if I could just get this fight with, over with because I had already done all the hard part, like all the hard work was done. I was done. Mm-hmm. And then they were just. I was I was really upset, though. I, I haven't cried over boxing like that in a long time. Oh. I was really upset about it, yeah.
2: Like, how long would that take for you to get ready for that fight? How many months would you be working for that goal?
0: It's about, usually people take about two months. Right. Um, but I took a little bit longer for this past fight because I switched trainers after my fight in November. Oh. So there was, like, a lot of adjustments made and, you know, communication, so there was it was not as um, hard on the body, but it was a lot hard on my mentality. So mm. we had a lot of preparation going into it, and we were already right there at the peak. And it kind of it was a, it was a frustrating situation.
2: Yeah, totally. That must be um, tricky to move to a a different uh, trainer.
0: Yeah, especially um, in my situation. Some I usually stick to what I know. And that's just me and my personality. So any boxer, their personality usually comes out with, like, how they operate in the gym and stuff. But I, I'm i very, like, this is, like, if I have a restaurant, I eat the same plate. You know, like, I'm a vanilla, pepperoni. <laughs> like, I have my dishes. I don't I don't go out from the norm of what I know. Right. And that's the same thing with my trainers. So I, I've been with the trainer that I had. I've had him since I was... 11 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I, I, sw- I, when I left the state, you know, I was still keeping contact with him. So he was still like my side trainer. So I never really, you know, fell out with him. And then when I came back to Houston, I was still working with him. And then I officially switched my primary trainer mm. after almost t- 20 years. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a difficult switch, but, the trainer that I have now, I feel like has a lot more knowledge for what I'm trying to to do. So I was happy with it. It was just, it was awkward at the beginning. Yeah,
2: totally. And and when did boxing first grab you? You were mentioning uh, 11 years old. Was it at 11 years old when you kind of were like, whoa, okay, boxing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I started started boxing when I was 10, but I would say 11 because that's when I started fighting. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was, it was weird. I now that I'm older, I have to think about it. You know, when I was like 16, it was like oh, okay, kind of barely started. Still, mm-hmm. but when I'm now that I'm like 30, it's like yeah, how did you do that, or what was going on in your head? <laughs> and it was it, yeah, I think about it a lot. Like, what was wrong with you? But um, it was more of like, so my dad grew up uh, around boxing. He liked it a lot. He tried it, but he never fought. Okay, and he liked soccer. Hispanic, um he's from Juarez, from Mexico. So he likes soccer and, and boxing. And my dad used to work out of town a lot. So when he was home, I would be stuck to his side, very much a daddy's girl, still am. And I would watch boxing with him all the time, and I just didn't realize that it was only guys. And it was something that I wanted to try, and when I tried it, I think I liked it a lot more than I was ready for right. I, I knew it was something i wanted to try but i didn't yeah there was a lot of things that i want to try but i don't really care for them too much and i just got really lucky i think that i found uh something that i care about so much so early and i think that's kind of why i've done you know okay for myself in in the in the boxing world
2: right so that's your first uh, boxing memory is watching with your dad as a little kid
0: yeah, and then he used to do. So he wanted my brothers to box, and my little brother's two years younger than me. And he he would always bring my dad would bring his friends over from work, and if they had kids, he would bring them or boys, and he would make my brothers, uh, my brother fight like his <laughs> his his kid friends. Yeah, yeah. And they would put the gloves on and they would fight. And then because I was always with my dad, like they let me do it too. And I I used to like. Beat up the boys a lot, so I I liked it already. But when I actually started to learn, it was different, and that's that's what I remember. I remember like having to like fight in the living room with my dad's friends, kids, and yeah. I remember watching it a lot. And you know, it was it was very much in my life for sure. I was just gonna say, yeah, it sounds like it's
2: been in your life your whole time. Can you remember where you were when Tyson bit off a piece of Holyfield's ear?
0: I do. I, I was I was actually wa- I was watching the fight, and then I went to the restroom, and then I came back. And when I was walking back into the living room, everyone was like screaming and like going crazy because he had did his ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I I always miss the good stuff though. I always miss the good stuff. Hmm. Like even at the gym or fight when something really crazy happens, I always miss it. Like I'm never there. Weird.
2: Weird were you surprised at the outcome of the fury wilder two?
0: i was i wasn't no i no. wasn't oh. no i wasn't um i was trying to explain to people the kind of like the longevity of it because i mean tyson uh, to me going into it tyson the first time wasn't really his full self and because he struggled with depression and and all that i think people don't understand how much it affects you like for sports or for boxing especially right so when he was recovering from everything that he went through like he still wasn't his full self mm-hmm. yet and he still like won he the his-
2: majority of the the rounds before you know losing the fight or not yeah, losing I mean, it I mean, but yeah the 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 draw
0: yeah yeah well after yeah people take it as a loss but yeah Yeah. with the draw because in my head it's like well if he didn't win he lost because he was the challenger but it was more of if yeah to me it was just like yeah it was was a i didn't think that anybody had seen everything that he could do and he's so big Mm -hmm. and everybody in their minds because wilder hits hard they just think wilder is bigger but if you people who know boxing and you really pay attention like fury was so much bigger than been wilder so i think a a lot of things got misconstrued because you have people who like boxing but they don't pay attention to the details Mm. and then you have the people who you know are sports analysts or whatever and they kind of say that they don't know but i think a lot of the sports analysts just don't want to be wrong if they bet on something or say something repeatedly (laughs) yeah right so yeah they kind of try to play the fence with it because they're like well i'll look dumb if i'm wrong so, there's there's a, a lot of stuff that goes into people kind of wondering what's going to happen. But I didn't think Tyson had a, a really that big of a chance to lose, to be honest with you. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people were questioning why he was putting on the weight that he was. And, I mean, he looked good.
0: He's a big boy. He needs to totally. use it. And he can move, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I thought I thought he did. And he did better than I thought he was going to do. I think oh, he was going to do well. But he, like, murdered it the entire time, so yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Are you into any other sports? Do you watch the MMA fights, the UFC and know. Bellator and all that?
0: It's funny. No, I'm not. Everybody asks me that. I know I don't know anything about any sports. <laughs> uh, it's funny because there was a, my um, trainer trains a lot of, uh, for training conditioning, trains a lot of, like, NFL players or basketball players and Even some boxers and I don't know like there'll be really famous people that walk into the gym and I have no idea like who they are everyone's like how could you not know (laughs) this? I'm like I don't watch anything. They're like how can you're an athlete and you have no idea who this is and I'm like nope. So I really don't know anything about anything besides boxing. <laughs>
1: Fair
2: enough. <laughs> All right, let's, Marlon. Let's get outside of boxing for a sec here, and of course, what you're known for. I'm curious, what was the music like in the Esparza house as a kid growing up? What are your What are the bands that your parents are playing you?
0: Oh, you know, to be honest with you, my dad likes music a lot, but he's very into like the old school Hispanic, like uh, Vicente Fernandez and uh Jenny Revita and like those types of things and like mm-hmm. they're just like old school spanish but my brother ended up being a musician and ended up playing uh, a lot of like rock music so i actually kind of learned a lot about that through my brother mm-hmm. like al- like at first it was like alternative and then you know like turned into like indie rock so that's really kind of what i know about music to be honest with you, i'm not very I'm not very musical. I'm not. I'm not good at with anything <laughs> besides. I've been very sheltered. Put it that way. With <laughs> right. boxing, right? Like,
2: right. What was your yeah, first? What was your first concert?
0: I've never been to a concert. Come
2: on, seriously, never been to a. You're 30 years old. Never been to a concert?
0: No, That's I'm telling you, people. Yeah, I know people when they start to get to know me, they're like, "Oh, you're not, you know," because some people think I'm mean or rude. And it's like, yo, you just don't really know anything. Like, I'm just really quiet and private. And people are like, oh, you're, you, she's conceited. And then when they get to know me, they're like, oh, you just don't know anything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything because so I don't know what to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've never been to a concert. Like, I've, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. So I've never been to the rodeo. I've never been, you know, I've never did, like, outside things. I just was always... Um, I was raised pretty privately because my dad growing up was very Hispanic and the women need to learn how to clean and cook. Mm. And, you know, we weren't allowed to go out or have friends or boyfriends or anything like that. But then when I started boxing, it, it was a little bit of both. So it was like, okay, you're not allowed to do anything anyway, but then on your free time, you know, you go to the gym. Right. So I kind of really fell into that weird category of not really knowing much of anything until I got older. Hmm.
2: well surely you uh find the time to binge watch shows what do you what are you binge watching lately
0: <laughs> so you're like this is this girl so boring no i really i don't even like tv <laughs> come on seriously <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not a tv person because this is when i started um like what let's just say so an example of like when i'm like 19 or 20 So I'm like, I work out in the mornings and then at at the beginning I would have to go to work or school Mm -hmm. and then I would go to the gym again. And then when I would come home, I started to figure out that if I watched TV, then I didn't get anything done.
1: (laughs) So when I thought,
0: yeah, so I realized, so I stopped, like I didn't have TVs in the room. I wouldn't have TVs in the house and I just wouldn't like make time for TV and I would like try to read a book or, you know, be productive in some way. So I don't like in my house I have like a three bedroom two floor uh, two bathroom three bathroom two bedroom house and I don't have I have one small TV and I I don't we- I don't even turn it on.
2: Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so
0: uh when I was pregnant I watched like Game of Thrones um and it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> uh that was really like i tried to do that because i was like I let me see what everybody's talking about and that's when i was pregnant i watched a lot of netflix when i was pregnant but besides that i'm not much of a tv person because then you get addicted and you don't get anything done
2: oh yeah yeah there's definitely a time waster (laughs) what are your what are your (laughs) thoughts on legalized marijuana it's been in canada for about a year and a half a lot of um um a lot of impact sports will use the CBD oils to recover from fights or from, you know, football injuries or whatever. What are your, right. what are your thoughts on that?
0: My but my thoughts on CBD aren't bad. It's the THC that makes like the hallucinogenic that makes me kind of like, because uh, right. I feel like if if it does, kind of alter how you see things or how you do things, then it could probably, regardless if it has long-term health effects it is some way or another gonna you know change your life mm-hmm. so there are things that you would choose to do while smoking that you wouldn't do it's the same thing like with drinking same thing like a cup of coffee like if anything kind of alters what you would normally do <laughs> I would say that you know <laughs> and then, well I mean I don't want to get up in the morning sometimes but then I yeah. or you know play, my son is super hyper and then sometimes let me while well, drink a cup of coffee and I'm like oh, okay well we'll do this, but it's more of, I just feel like mm, my take on marijuana is like, if you need it, if you feel like there's some people who do use it for medical purposes and pain or, you know, trying to get an appetite or I feel like those things are okay. Um, but I feel like if you're just trying to escape, then maybe you should try to like escape a different way.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good call. I want to respect your time here today, Marlon, and, and thank you again for doing this. I've got a couple more questions and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Have you ever had a near-death experience?
0: Yeah, I've had a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had one when I was really young that I really don't get into detail about. And then I had one when I was 21. Uh, I My car flipped, so I was getting onto the freeway, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I was getting onto the freeway and... I cut some guy off, like, he was in, like, a big truck, and I, I didn't realize I had cut him off, and he was super mad that I cut him off, and I just think he was drunk or something because he started, like, screaming at me and yelling at me and then, like, running, like, ran me into the back of my car with his truck, what? and I was in a Corolla. Yeah, like, and then he was pretending he was going to, like, slam like like, make me go into the side, like, the barrier on the side of the freeway. Wow. So, I was trying to go really fast to get away from him. He just kept going faster. And then I was about to get onto an on-ramp that is like a loop. And I was thinking, man, if I'm going like 90 miles an hour trying to go onto this loop, I'm going to lose control of my car. So, I slowed down. And when I slowed down, he hit me. Like, right when I was slowing down, like slamming on my brakes, yeah. he, he, he bumped me. And when he bumped me, I flipped. My car flipped like three times Holy in the middle of the freeway. Shit. And I landed upside down. And when I landed upside down, I could see cars coming. It was like a black Honda, I remember. It was coming at me, and I was like, okay, great, I'm about to die right now. That's it. I'm dying. So it hit me, and I, it just knocked me right side over. And then I opened wow. my car door, and I got out. All I had was glass in my foot. That is crazy. Yeah. What happened to this guy? He, as soon as he hit me, he left. And, um, I remember cause I had like a really massive, like everything was like, oof. it was like everything was amplified and I couldn't think straight. And there was some lady yelling at me, like if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And she was like, that was my husband. And she like took what? off like in a car. So they had, a, and it was a different car. So I don't, he took off after and they never found him, but it was a, uh, my car flipped over. Yeah. Like three times and. I didn't have anything wrong with me and my whole car was like totaled. It was like a shell and they, the only door that opened was my door. All the other doors were smashed shut. Like they couldn't open them. That is the craziest. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was, that was pretty intense. That one. (laughs) Wow.
2: Wow. All right. Last one for you. And this could be a tough one. What's been your career highlight? can you nail it down to one thing?
0: I would definitely say right now it would be up in the air between getting signed by Golden Boy or going to the games. Because I, I think people are like, oh, get, going to the Olympics would probably be my number one. Mm-hmm. But it's I've gotten so many, people don't realize how many opportunities I've gotten equally, both like financially and just media-wise, from both.
1: Yeah,
0: and I can't really say... Because until it's all over and said and done, I can't really say which one's better. Right. But as of right now, I guess people would take it as the Olympics. But, I mean, I would say it's the draw as of right now between getting signed or, or going to the Games.
2: Mm-hmm. What are the key things that still stand out in your mind from um, being in the Olympics?
0: Uh, I think, you know what I liked about the Olympics a lot that I miss? That I'm like, man, if I could go back... And, and and kind of do that again, I would. It was just the atmosphere yeah, of the game. So, like, with, within the walls, it was like you walk through and, you know, like, basically everybody there is a badass. You don't know what they're badass for, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know they are. And everybody's just kind of, like, looking at everybody. Everybody knows what they're there for. And it's just this whole feeling of just, like, competition. And I don't know. I just feel like it's like a... A weird atmosphere, a weird, a, like a weird village of, like, everybody has their life together, you know? Yeah. When, <laughs> I don't know if really yeah. anybody does, but it just feels like, man, we all know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it was a it was a really good energy that I felt like was it was constant, you know? And it started to die out towards the end because people, you know, start to lose. And you can feel the shift of the beginning of the game towards the end of the game. And people are like, oh, some people are starting to party. But I don't think it was that. I think it was more of just like at the beginning, everybody's, you know, dreams are endless. And then towards the end, everything starts to get shut down. Right. So I think that's 100% like what I wish I could go back to. Like to feel that again would be crazy because I, you know, I've never felt anything like it.
2: That's very cool. Marlon, thank you again for taking some time here today to join us. uh, The Toddcast in Vancouver, online, on Twitter, your Marlon 112 boxing same thing on yeah. uh, Facebook on Instagram you're at Marlin underscore Esparza easy to find you thank you again <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll see you online the Todd cast
1: podcast on toddhancock.ca. hi it's Jennifer a founder of the go kid go network do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes and inventing Of course they do. That's why our shows, Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow, are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.